1: In a world where Carolina Panthers fans
2: have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers
3: Podcast. What's up, Panther fans? It's your boy, Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. It's Tuesday night, 9.02 p.m. Mr. Joey, the blind Panther saying, Come on, Tony, come on, get this show started. That's right, it's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Cat underscore Chronicles. You can be a part of the longest running Panthers podcast by calling into the show. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098 where we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspectives. We're not expert. We're not football experts. We're expert football fans, or at least expert Carolina Panthers fans. And my man, Cody Lashney is among among the busiest, the biggest and most activist of those Panther fans. What's up, Cody?
4: And listen, man, there's a term fake it till you make it. I just say I'm a professional. Don't even ask me when I'm a professional at. I'm just a professional dude, and you can't tell me otherwise. And we're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers tonight. As we do every Tuesday night, we got the division's older brother coming to town, the version of uh, the New Orleans Saints. Or actually, no, we're going to New Orleans. But uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to break down the matchup with the best Panther fans in all of YouTube. We got Tanner Slawwater, Blake Bettis, Tin Tizzy, John Hare. Joey the Blind Panther, Esquivel, Bill Dutrieve, Underground West, Brad Dugan. Welcome back, good sir. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll.
3: I'm oh, Bill in the chat room. Love Bill. Bill, say his last name for me. Bill Dutrieve. Well done. I feel like now I'm not going to be able to say it right because I get nervous when I say it.
4: Bill Dutrieve. Like Bill I will Dutrieve.
3: mispronounce it. Anyway uh greg the man of many podcasts welcome to the show i was looking you guys have been doing a lot of work man so uh on your podcast dc alliance well not i'm not going to name the names of them because there's so many i don't want to miss name (laughs) them anyway but uh i've seen you've been active congratulations on that and welcome back to the c3 panthers podcast
5: thanks man it's tuesday night it's always uh the most interesting night of the week for me i've gotten to the point now where watching the games is definitely fun but i feel like i'm sometimes more interested in what's going to happen in the post game and tuesday night <laughs> show than what actually happens in the game so it's just a really fun night chop it up with you guys the fans uh you know
3: let's do it talk about football we're gonna get into the cat calls early tonight and uh briefly talk about the panthers game versus the bears the panthers fell to the bears uh we now move to three and two, the Bears to five and one. The score was hold on, I got it pulled up. 23-16, Chicago versus Carolina. We're a couple of days removed, so we'll talk a little bit about uh, that game as well as a little forecasting of the Saints game. We're gonna have more content coming out tomorrow. Alan Ulrich, Ul- Ulrich excuse me, Alan Ulrich. My buddy from Under the Dome podcast is gonna help me uh try to give me give us a little insight on the Saints matchup this week. So check out Scouting the Saints tomorrow. And um right now oh, one more thing is if you wanna the the professor went four and one in his picks against the spread this week. Amen. Nice. Amen. 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 I could uh I was And now I fell behind last week. So I went one and three last week. So I dropped below 500, right? So I was at 500, and then I went one and three. So I fell below. And then I went four and one, trying to make up for it. Did make up for it. I think that pulls me above 500, at least to 500, so i'm excited about that yeah yeah so i'm back in the game picking with the professor also comes out on wednesday night um and oh this is what i was gonna say is that if you want to bet with the professor you do it at mybookie.ag, and use the promo code overtime and you can have fun watching the dolphins stomp the jets i won the dolphins and i took the dolphins minus 10 hey yo I won the Lions minus three with the Jaguars. I was all over all types of stuff. Um, 49ers, Rams under. Did that all through mybookie.ag. Used the promo code overtime. All right, let's go, let's go ahead and talk about the most recent loss. The Carolina Panthers fell to the Chicago Bears this past week. And I rewatched the game today, guys. And the Panthers were in it. The entire almost the entire time to the end of the third quarter. Yeah. They had opportunity, opportunity. And in retrospect, this is gonna make you mad, Cody. I look back at the game and I I think we were too hard on Teddy.
4: Do you think that we were too hard on Teddy? Okay, for what? I want not say too hard. Ho- Alright, how about
3: this? Is that I came away thinking Teddy was probably the weak part of this game, like the number one weak part on Sunday. That's how I felt. So why
5: would you take it away I, from him if he was the number one? Yeah. Part? All right, so I don't yeah. think he was he the number one
3: weak part. All right, so when I went back and looked at it, I think there's a couple of things that rank ahead of it. I'm not saying he didn't have that that he had a great game. That's not what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But I think this is number one. The Panthers and the penalty game was tr- was tragic, right? right? There was too many penalties, right? The other thing is, is obviously there were turnovers at costly <coughs> moments. Now, while Teddy Bridgewater was part of that, so was Mike Davis, right? So penalties, turnovers, drop catches by DJ and then Teddy Bridgewater. That's the, my order of events now. After watching it a second time, okay. Like if my, I was gonna make a list of why we lost, that's the order: one, two, three, four, five. Penalties, turnovers, drop catches, Teddy Bridgewater.
4: Well, but te- Teddy Bridgewater and and turnovers, at least in this game, kind of go hand in hand, don't they? But some it's of its timing. Of- the,
3: all right. So how about that? The first one is. It's kind of just chipped up in the air, so I mean, you can't say he just threw a pick, like it was a play that was
4: psh, the first one, yeah. So, right? so
5: hold on, you said some of it's timing, or so are you absolving Teddy Bridgewater of all fault if it's does have to do with timing not being seen? Because isn't that kind of like not blaming a 16 year old no, kid for I wrecking say the car because they haven't driven for long?
3: Is there all right? I would say this, how about this? This is what I mean by timing is the interception that Teddy threw in the for, the first quarter was
5: off a tip. Was, was the ball should have been caught, or it was off a bounce. I saw that, and I'll give him right? credit for that.
3: And here's yeah. the thing, though. Even if it wasn't, the the importance to the game, the one he threw in the first quarter is less bad than the one he threw in the fourth quarter. Because ultimately, as every quarter goes by, every pass becomes more... Important, important when you're coming yeah. down at the very end, that last interception that Teddy throws was a it actually ended the game. The game ended yeah. on that play. Yeah. So what well, I'm trying to say is this: is the interception, interception in the that. fourth quarter is got to be weighted heavier than the one that was a tip pass in the beginning. Yeah. But then I well, it, also look at what I'm trying to talk about is this: is that what Matt Rule said is these kind of what do you call them like? influential game moments or something like that and the idea is this is that we didn't like lose a ton of points on teddy's play what we also lost a ton of like the mike davis fumble was giant right there was a couple of times where receivers were unable to haul it in that could have extended the drive or something to that effect dj moore being one of those people there was a catch dropped in the touch in the end zone. DJ Moore being one of those people, so I just think he might not have been as bad as I first thought.
4: Well, uh, and I think the thing is, is Teddy hasn't ever really been terrible. Right. But the thing is, is that we oh, okay? He's supposed to be the guy that doesn't turn over the football, right? We already know he's not going to make the big long splash plays. We know that about Teddy. But he's but a ricochet. But a
3: ricochet, we can't. No, but really I'm not even talking about the
4: ricochet anymore. I'm saying that after the defense kept us in the game and gave us a fighting chance, as soon as we got the ball back, our game manager quarterback didn't manage the game. So that's I think why- was more on DJ. Well, I'm not, not, no, not the whole, because listen. I not the whole game,
3: to, not the whole game, but also we have no tight ends. How about that? Well, listen, there is John, like Harry, zero.
4: John Harris says in the chat, the offense as a whole failed systematically. And I agree with that. And I do think I that think, uh, yeah, DJ, yeah, Moore, DJ Moore needs to come down with that football in the end zone. That's points. No one is denying that. Right. I'm talking about at the end of the game, not only did uh, 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 DJ Moore, when you failed to bring in the one-handed catch, everyone gets mad at DJ for not bringing that in. And I'm like, yeah, one-handed catches are great. Odell Beckham makes them look fun and cool. But that's hard to do. Over your head running? Oh, yeah. yeah. And And both of them
3: were off. Is that Matt Rule said in his press conference yesterday, (laughs) and it was wonderfully put, is like, he's like, basically the guy asked him, who's that on? Is it on Teddy? or is it on dj and the way rules said is like we just missed a play is that like to Coach say it's on Steve. one person is that no well no in many ways is that this is when the play doesn't work everybody actually is off teddy thought he was gonna run it more to the top dj ran it more flat teddy threw a ball that was you know i'm saying like so there is no like it's like y'all are both bad on that play Mm -hmm. and or not bad but not perfect and you weren't on the same page like so he was saying this is why do we mince words over whose fault is in this moment is like that play did not succeed because everybody wasn't clicking
4: well because (laughs) your quarterback well go ahead green
5: I would say the reason why you do that is because had he pulled out a win in this game, let's say he scores a touchdown towards the end, still not playing that much better, but just score a touchdown because don't forget, he had two opportunities in the, the game. We drove down the field, stalled out. Then they got the ball back, and they only burned 15 seconds off the clock and kicked it back to us. They could have ran the clock down to like 30 seconds if they'd have played, the ball, played it right. But if he get, yeah. seconds, So he got two chances. But if you're the quarterback, if he wins that game, he gets all the credit. We're saying Teddy's the reason we won this game, even though he would play the same game minus maybe one touchdown had they lost. And that's the difference. So when you lose, you've got to take the brunt into that too. You know, if you're if like we're, we're if we're gonna say Teddy's the reason we won, based on based on my, plus or minus one touchdown, then he's the reason we lost too. Just in my opinion, I think
4: it, it's a team effort to win. It's a but team it, right. It's, it's, a, team it, plan, it's yeah. a team effort to lose. But my thing with Teddy Bridgewater is it, it's supposed to be your, your quarterback's job to make everyone else perfect. So, for example, if a receiver runs the wrong route, yeah, it's it's on him. But if you're the quarterback, it's your job to make it happen. A two-minute drive, the game is on the line. You have to tie it. You're the quarterback. Go down the field and get points. Like that's literally as you know as simplistic as that sounds. That's what it is. And you have to be diligent with the football. And I'm not saying that there weren't times when Cam gave the ball back when it was time to win the game or or whatever. What I'm saying is, is that Bridgewater missed a throw to DJ earlier like in, in the game on the previous set of downs. Then our defense comes up huge, and then Teddy Bridgewater gives the ball right back to him. And it's like, man, we're already – at least people like me – are hard on Teddy Bridgewater for him being so reticent to push the football down the field. Now don't go make me criticize you for the things that you're supposed to be good at. And that's
3: over, over too much. And the reason I'm going to say this is that, Matt Rule said that this loss was a global issue. I <laughs> like that. Is that... <laughs> that's the best coach speak you've ever heard. You, know I mean? you said coach speak a global issue, which means <laughs> a failure at every avenue. He was somewhat complimentary of the defense, but systematically critical of quarterback to, ever, to everything. And... uh what was it you were saying that and I lost my train of thought now is that you were saying oh that was teddy bridgewater this and that but the the panthers lost they just weren't clicking on offense and mm-hmm. it wasn't only teddy bridgewater there were real opportunities where the panthers could have made pushes and was teddy bridgewater part of the i guess failure in making a push yes but there were some other things that were going on. Receivers aren't getting open. Sometimes, I mean, like, guys aren't catching the ball. So I, I think that this is that a couple of days later, it felt it was kind of humbling, as somebody told me on Twitter or YouTube recently, that this this loss was. But the Panthers didn't look terrible, terrible. Like, we're really no, one you. or two plays away. That's the Just thing: like is the game. games that we've won, the games that we've won, we've made those one or two plays and gotten in the end zone. The How games that we've lost, we've missed those one or two plays and had to kick field goals.
6: How it's about like this? the same we, thing?
3: Like, and that's there, not surprising because that's reality. There added. hasn't
4: there hasn't been a game that we've been in yet that we weren't competitive in. I right, mean, we've been, right, we've been yeah. competitive in in every single game. My thing is this. What okay, going forward, right? We're three and three, fine, it is what it is. Going forward, how do we change this? Like, are we just going to be shouting at the moon all season that Teddy doesn't throw deep or our offense is dinking? Right. Oh, oh, I
3: gotta, yeah. I, I gotta answer for this. You okay. told me, you, I asked you what was going on with the Panthers this week, right? I, and you picked it, yeah. you, you pulled up the news. What happened today and yesterday? Read exactly so, the news.
4: Yeah. Okay. So, um, Panthers have signed fifth round pick Kenny Robinson, uh, okay. and undrafted rookie offensive lineman Sam Texenberg from Baylor off the practice <laughs> squad. Uh, There's then more. hang on. We have, a, yeah, we have another one. Um, uh, <laughs> if I can find it here, uh, we also added. Uh, oh okay, so this is more news. Justin Burris is on IR. Right. Kirk that Kirkwood also on IR and was signed. Where is it?
5: Um it's from Baylor or Temple. T- Tem- oh, okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> you already guessed it. it. You right, already I guessed it. You already guessed it. The
4: Panthers have signed safety Sean Chandler off the Giants practice squad former Temple player under yep. Matt Rule, Chandler will give the Panthers depth at safety after Justin Burris rib injury. So again now we're getting to the point where our defensive backfield is getting more shredded more and more people are going to IR. Uh, Matt Schofield tested positive for uh, COVID-19 I don't know if we is have going- not
3: practiced so far or at least I didn't I haven't heard yet that we have
4: uh, yeah, we're so supposed they, to they practice play. on
3: Wednesdays generally. And You's- to add
4: on top of that, this is going to be the first game uh, in uh, Mercedes Benz Superdome where they start to let fans in. So we're okay. going to have to deal with, with, with who that's, too.
3: Sports fans. It doesn't matter. It's the NFL, it's college football, it's Major League Baseball, it's boxing, UFC. They're all kicking right now, and the place to get on the betting action is my bookie. There are thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports teams and events. You can bet on the underdog. You can take some parlays. You can even find some prop bets. That's never too late with my bookie. That's right. You can bet in mid-game. First half, second half, buy points. Who cares? I don't know. But you should go to mybookie.ag and you got to use the promo code overtime. When you use the promo code overtime, you tell them that you listen to my podcast, first of all. That's important, and that advertising can work. And second, you can collect a dollar-for-dollar dollar p- deposit bonus. So you go to my bookie, you have a little fun, you pick with the professor, you use the promo code over time, and uh, you kick ass like they do in the UFC. So I, I don't want to, we're going to go to the count calls in just a moment. Uh, the number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. And I don't want to overly discuss this, but when you hear those signings, when you hear our injuries, despite three and three, it kind of sounds like we're just gonna do what we can with what we got.
4: Yeah, and see
3: least. what happens this semester, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like we're going in like the people that say like go and trade for this go and trade for that i see the panthers trading away assets rather than trading for assets at this point
4: so uh i want to highlight and i don't know uh, who
3: those assets are but there's got uh, you you gotta wonder if there is something there to be thought so let me
4: let me highlight two comments real quick our man josh Says good teams win close games, but good teams aren't consistently in close games. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good point. And then well, and uh, the
3: Panthers have never been good. Yeah, right. The Panthers uh, but, have never been good then because they're then, they're always
4: close at the end. To echo uh, kind of what you just said, uh, Trio One says, "I'm kind of tired of these rule boys getting signed." Meaning the Temple, the Baylor, the Temple, the Baylor, you know. It's yeah, like yeah. almost like he's just getting them a
3: quick paycheck. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it's yeah, like this. Play it's play like we probably ain't going to happen. Yeah, We ain't probably going to win a lot of games. I can yeah. get you $700,000, eight, thou- so seven, eight th- $800,000 if you play two games or something. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I knew yeah. you from back in the day. No, nah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, what it sounds like is he there... I would say bottom feeding a little bit. Discount like, shopping, which
5: sounds a lot like what we've been doing. Dave for Gettleman, the last which is fine, which I think Anyone?
3: I don't Send know the
4: how many. That you said before the show. What
3: did I say? Yeah.
4: Well, you basically him? said you. You basically said tanking.
3: <laughs> I kind of think that if. I mean, here we'll see. As you win, you lose two or three more games, and these are the type of moves you're making. The COVID. Oh, this uh, here. Let me give you one other kind of caveat, and then we'll go to the calls. Yeah. Is that we face the Bears coming off of nine days of rest, ten days of rest? They had a long week because they played on Thursday night football the week before, right? Now okay. we're playing the Saints. Coming off a bye. Right? So they're rested, game plans, whatever. And then next week we play on a short week on Thursday night football club. against the Falcons. And the Falcons did just win against the Minnesota Vikings. But when I'm I'm like, we're really in a schlug, like body blow, body blow. That's kind of body blow. Like, that's the way I think of it. Chicago Bears rested body blow if the saints win which we haven't discussed that but body blow then you go maybe the falcons and then cody who do we play after that yeah then we play the i think we have falcons a bye the well, then we have a bye we have a bye that's a good thing
4: but no we don't no we don't no we don't
3: i think we have a bye and then no we don't no
4: no our bye is uh week 13 after we play minnesota
3: Oh, and, that's our, and, that's our,
4: and that's our schedule nope. changes because nope, of COVID nope,
3: nope. alright all right, I'm just wrong on that damn that but, makes uh, it even worse who do we play then
4: uh, well so do our schedule depending on what you think about the Lions and the Vikings we go Saints then a short week Thursday night football at home against Atlanta uh, then we have the Chiefs at home or uh, no uh, we're in Kansas then we get Tampa Bay at home
3: mm.
4: and we get the lions at home. And then we go to Minnesota and then we get a to buy.
3: God, I can't wait to see the lions and the Vikings. <laughs> I tell you that. like If we yeah. can get to that stretch right there, because then we, we're going to have a tough couple of weeks ahead. All right. So COVID mm-hmm. though has struck the Carolina Panthers from what we've heard unconfirmed test has come about. Um, so whatever that means is that some people believe there is a COVID sighting. Some people believe that all COVID. I don't know what that means. We're going to close it down because there's an unconfirmed COVID test is the way I saw it. Um, And what I love about this is there's not a single word about it on the Carolina Panthers website. They are like, Covid? What? (laughs) Covid? Who? Um, I don't even know what this is doing. Matt Rule worked from home this past week. Maybe CK, who joins the show, who is joining the show? Excuse me, uh, can tell us what has happened with the COVID stuff. How is this affecting his team?
7: Um, I mean, I think you might have seen a little bit of the impact last week, right? Because I mean, we were already in a pretty like they had talked about, because after we had played uh, Atlanta or maybe somebody else, um, the the we somebody had tested positive on the Falcons, and so we were already in a crazy intensive protocol. Right. Oh, already. good point.
3: Good point. You know, missed the so, padded practice.
7: Yeah, missed. So, so there was already probably some preparation issues we already missed out of that. Um, and then secondly, uh, this week working from home, I think you're definitely going to have some impacts, especially against the team like we're young and i think that preparation is a lot like we that's a big part of our game plan is the preparation and the game plan and the installments um whereas the the saints could probably practice one day a week because they're such a veterans you know uh veteran team and be able to actually still understand what their assignments are and not have to worry about it we're so young i, I think that that's where you're starting to see that impact i'm not going to sit here and say the reason we did so bad last week is because we were Stuck at you know they were in a they weren't able to prepare the way they normally would but you know it's with a young team you've got to think that that has an impact.
3: Is it surprising that the Panthers have zero information on their website about it?
4: No, no, <laughs> no not at all. Um, is a, that's the more
3: saying? that's the more intriguing part to me is that what? I kind of have felt that uh, NFL teams have tried to more and more own their own media. And maybe the Panthers have fallen off on this a little bit, to be honest. I felt like we were really getting great Panther content from the team in the back end, Max Hinton, You know what I'm saying? Like we were getting, I felt like, some really good content coming from the team portal. It's starting to become in some ways, a little more yeah, you've uh, been on a sanitary. Sanitary. And the fact is, is this, is that we're missing practice right now. The teams are coming from home. We're in the midst of this big COVID pandemic, and the Panthers have been affected by it. Like, Schofield goes to the Inter-Reserve, and there's not a single – Is there? it should be a story on the website right now is what i'm saying saying and they should for a
4: while that our media the both the panthers and uh just at large the charlotte media market kind of has felt like it's uh uh left us a little wanting in terms of content and maybe that's because of covid and again that's fair the whole fucking world's upside down um yeah but yeah i i do agree um Let's get into some of these cat calls and see if All the right. fans want to talk about the bears or they're moving forward. To the All Saints. right, let's
7: see what we got. So, what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty. Sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel?
2: Uh, very uncomfortable.
7: So, how do you think catcalling makes the person feel?
6: It feels a two, good. Like,
7: three and a three and four.
1: who's
6: that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his snow. Who's that cat?
8: Yo, what's up, guys? It's Nick from Upyard Mass. I just wanted to call in and see how you guys are doing, make sure everybody was doing okay with the whole COVID scare. What's up, Rob? But I had another question that, you know, just popped into my head. Cody, I remember you saying that, you know, by week six, you figure out who a team is and how they are and that sort of deal. Okay? So we just had week six. And, I mean, let's face it, it was pretty atrocious. Minus minus the defense. Defense did pretty good. I mean, yeah, there was a couple of issues, but let's face it. You can't play perfect every play. You know, as much as we would all love everybody to play perfect, it just it can't happen. So, what do you guys think? Okay, do you think how we were this past week against the Bears is who we are as a team this year? Do you think it was just a little hiccup? I'd love to know what you guys think. I mean, quite honestly, if this is how the team is, it looks like Jeremy Chin's gonna be a superstar. Okay. I don't think anybody's yeah. gonna deny that one right now. It looks like Brian Burns is being Brian Burns, who is a fucking goddamn beast.
4: Favorite player you know, on the it, team right now.
8: It looks it looks like Derek Brown is he's starting to, you know, come into his role that he needs or that we need him to be. You know, and then I saw something today that also says that, you know, those three players, Jeremy Tint, Brian Burns, and Derek Brown, you know, we need to sign them to an eight-year contract. Obviously, it was somebody's personal opinion. But you know what? Quite honestly, with how those three are playing, I think we should definitely sign them to some sort of deal. You know, Brian Burns has showed that he can play. And he can play very well. Jeremy Chin, well, well, both him, Jeremy Chin, and Derek Brown are both rookies. You know, they've kind of shown that they can they can fill the role. You know, and with them being rookies, who knows what the ceiling is? So, uh, thanks, guys, for doing the show every week. Happy to listen, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you on the podcast tomorrow. Keep pounding.
4: Appreciate it. Keep pounding, man. Um, Greg Call. One of the reasons why. So, one, I hear what you're saying, and yes, it's we have a very talented defensive core of, of, of young guys that we are going to be able to build around on defense for a few years into the future. Um, granted, I don't necessarily agree that we got to go ahead and jump and pay them right now. I mean, from a general manager type, type of perspective, you want to be able to have your salary cap as little as possible to be able to... Um, bring in as many free agents as you need, sign as many draftees as you need. Um, and, you know, and those rookie contracts help you out. Keep in mind, uh, Brian Burns is an edge rusher. So if we pay Brian Burns right now, he's not going to sign a cheap contract. If he's going to sign, he's going to want to sign top edge rusher money, part of which is still proving that he deserves. So um, a lot but,
3: of proving still.
4: But I think so far, dude, even when he, even if he hasn't been showing up on the sack line, he's been getting pressures. I think he's shown a lot of uh, improvement in his play strength, just in his hands and the physicality that he plays with. He's getting better on those bull rushes. I've been impressed with the growth and development of Brian Burns. But ultimately, I think to pinpoint what the caller was saying, is that we do have some very talented young players on our defense right now, that you know could be the names of the future, just like um, you know how Luke Kuechly and Thomas Davis and uh, you know, Julius Peppers were.
3: I think one thing too is um, so the element that I am interested in is that by signing people early, you're trying to beat inflation to some degree. Yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah, is yeah. that is that you're is trying to. Yeah, you do it a year ahead or, or something like that, but all these guys are on their rookie deals, and yep. they're not towards the end of them. Burns, you got a fifth year option on, so we got plenty so of this time. This is his with third. That. This
7: is his second year. This,
3: yeah, this that's is his second, second year, it. and you got four more after this potentially, so that's fine. Derek Brown, you're gonna have that
7: as well. Um, who was the other one? Dante Jackson, I think, is somebody you can think about too. I don't know
4: if you. No, he said, that, yeah, I know. He said Chin. Yeah, oh, Jerry yeah, yeah. Um,
3: that if four years on that, it was the second round pick, right? Or was he third?
4: Uh, we we moved back up into the uh, uh, second round.
3: If he was a second round pick, we get four years with him. So, I think at this point, what you. Yeah. I I right. That's good news, you know, for those guys right there, and you're going to want to make sure that Derek Brown continues to grow each and every year because if he becomes a stud, you're going to be okay. If he doesn't, we're going to be resetting closer than we want to. All right, next call, 252-228-5098. Hey,
9: this is Kevin from Charleston.
3: What's up, Kevin? I just
9: want to bring up the fact we were talking about, like, Trevor Lawrence coming to Carolina or we tanking for Trevor Lawrence or whatever. I don't think we need to, to actually even get Trevor Lawrence. I mean, think about our owner and what he did with Matt Rule. Like, he wanted Matt Rule by any means necessary. And he gave him like, a shit ton of money just to keep them from going to New York and everything for that job. Like, mm. David Tepper gets what he wants. And yeah. if he thinks Trevor Lawrence is the next Dan Rogers or Patrick Mahomes. He's going to trade up to get him. He's going to trade a whole bunch of shit because, you know, he gets what he wants. So yeah. We okay. just really don't need the tank to get Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I don't want to give away a bunch of draft picks or players, but, you know, that's my thoughts on that.
4: Peace. Peace. Uh, what was that caller's name?
5: Ooh. I, I wish he was on the phone because because yeah, it, it. it's a very interesting take. I'd like I'd like hey. to ask him a couple hey, of questions again. about it.
10: Hey,
4: this is Kevin from Charleston. Kevin from Charleston. I'm- Kevin All from right. Charleston. Yeah. So let, let me let me start by this. Uh, we had this conversation, uh, I think, an episode or two ago, where I said I'm perfectly fine in that scenario if that happens. If so, for example, let's just say there is. Um, Well, the big question is, if there's a team number one, are they even going to be willing to trade out of that And (laughs) by the way, that also means that they're going to know that too. Mm -hmm. So it, it would be ridiculously expensive. However, I said this on the podcast and I maintain it now. As tough as it would be up front, I would be willing to ruin the next draft or two, maybe even two and a half, if it meant securing our future at the quarterback position for potentially the next two decades. I would happily do that in a moment. And again, part of my reasoning behind it is, is if you have the quarterback and you already have a promising defense in free agency, teams are going to go and be a part of what you're building, even if you don't have the draft picks. I think it would be a good idea. I do agree that David Tepper is the kind of owner who has the balls to do it? To me, it's just easier said than done. Because if you're looking at all the teams on the bottom right now, who are into running, to be picking one, like I can't imagine many of them not taking Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So, um, it would it would be tough to pull
7: off. Hey, I have a. I have. Have you guys talked about the middle linebacker yet?
3: Uh, I, not, not I have one thing before we get into that. Yeah, I want that is this: there. is that if you know, it would be crazier then the Jets trading away their first-round pick to the Panthers and David Tepper, the shrewd businessman for Trevor Lawrence. You know, it would be wilder and crazier than that. It would be when 46 people are watching this show and we only got 17 thumbs up. It's crazy. Come on, guys. Hit the thumbs up, people. Come on, smash the thumbs up. All right, <laughs> go ahead, CK. No, I think Greg had a question about the caller. I do. I, one question. Uh,
5: Cody, I get what you're saying. And, and i understand what you're saying about about mortgaging our draft picks for the next maybe two and a half years to do that do you think that's enough though is the question i don't it think don't. I, I don't, I don't think four. that if we win five or six games and we end up in the nine to 11 spot i think i picked i said 13 to 13 to 14 was or excuse me 11 to 14 is where we're going to be if we end up in that kind of spot i don't think we have the ammunition to trade down. To get Trevor Lawrence, if he's there, I just don't think we well, do yeah, it. even Yeah, you with do. Draft picks, you even have with...
3: future, M. It okay. would be Future. Are, are, are M. you going to get be are like you first round of... picks for the next two years? So three... you're going to get rid of here. Two, but two, Cody's three years right; it doesn't matter. Picks. The team that has the first round, the first pick, likely doesn't want to trade it away. It's going to be the Jets. It's going to be the Jets. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't want to trade it like away. That. Yeah. So it's going to be problematic. Yeah.
4: And and would it be so detrimental? Like, okay, if if we have, if I'm right and Taylor Bridgewater has missed throws and misplays, right? If if we really are a quarterback away from being a legitimate contender, do you miss those first and second round draft picks? Like, how worth it is it? And how about, this? about is, this? I'll
5: give I you the think your You're going to have to get rid of Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Brian Burns. You're going to have to get rid of a key element to the team. To be able to, to acquire a player like that, to, all right That's, no, that's a so, wonderful yeah.
3: point. Is Panther Blue support that he says, and he's talking to Cody Lack? He said, "How would you feel about the Panthers trading a few players instead of draft picks for Trevor?" So the idea is this: is that man, we're gonna learn about it the Pan- really... we're gonna learn about what the Panthers are gonna be trying to do around this is because if you see the panthers acquiring people that means we ain't in like around midseason. you know what i'm saying if we go and get a d tackle or something which i don't think we're gonna do but that's gonna tell us about the team if what we if trade away a player that's gonna tell us about our thoughts about going to the future you but know what my, I'm saying? You my, my, trade my, away uh somebody but
4: but tell me who like if we're talking about trading away a player, it, it, it's a player that that okay. So you can for, trade like, Mike
3: do? Davis right now. You could yeah, trade DJ Moore. He's on, deep a deal. Deal. Dude, about, on a cheap how about deal. Robbie Anderson on oh, a cheap deal. Bridgewater's on cheap deal. Oh, you're right. That's how a good how point. Okay, it's a great this? point. Okay.
4: Other than other than Christian McCaffrey, they're not going to trade for Christian McCaffrey either. But what I'm saying is, is what player do we have on our team? That we're positive even nets us a second round pick.
7: There's not one. Anderson, there Anderson's
5: like the fourth receiver in they, the NFL. They right would
7: now. not trade him so. back to. They would not have just let him walk and then trade to get him back. They like to,
3: Yeah. Oh, the Jets, Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. No, I think in just response to Cody's question yeah. is who is even tradable. That's yeah, I think that's, that's the only name yeah. that comes to mind right now.
4: Someone mentioned uh, K1 Short earlier, but... No, nope. nah,
7: he's you're done not, for the not... year. He's done for the year. Yeah. He's gone. Nope, you could, nothing. So, so the ones you cannot get rid of right now. Cannot get rid of Chin. You cannot yeah. get rid of Derek Brown. You cannot get rid of Brian Burns. Maybe uh, Matos, you could probably maybe put something together for him. Maybe Dante Jackson. And maybe yeah, Curtis Samuel. Maybe do something like that. But when is the trade deadline? By the way, just out of curiosity.
4: I think it's in like two or three more weeks. Okay. Uh, the only sure.
3: tradable asset on this team is Robbie and Drapics. Well, it, yeah. I mean, I was like, like he's Draftics. the only person that is worth trade. Actually, somebody in, in the in the chat room, tell me, homeboy oh Blake, I love you, Blake Bettis. You're my man. Like we're good boys and stuff. But he says Shaq. Who the hell want to trade for Shaq? <laughs> well, I mean, you never know.
5: I'm, I'm just saying some you people know what? Could, might want to take him. Not,
4: that's not a bad, but because look. What do you think Belichick it, would do with Shaq? If you're fitting Shaq into somewhere else, like into an already good team, yeah, he might be okay. Mm-hmm. But he's not, again, like if, if we're trading players, we're trading players that still have a lot of time on that contract because we have so many new players. All, all throughout our team um and so you're essentially gambling away the 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 foundation pieces that we're trying to rebuild with so that's what I'm saying right now as far as players is concerned there are no player we have no Ooh, assets oh
3: oh John away. John M says Curtis is trade tradable that's and one but one came, I agree, but you're, one one came I did, to mind I, there's one other one. That came So to you're, g- you're going to mortgage the whole team, Cody, draft picks
5: and players, just to pick up no. one franchise quarterback? No, I, got no, the one. No, I got the most tradable no, option on the that.
3: team, bro. Trade, Moten. trade Boston. Mote. <laughs> no. <dude. laughs> no, I mean, I'm not saying you know, that's well, what I, I want to trade. Him, but right. I, that's he, like
7: he probably, the no, most you're, probable. Yeah, are yeah.
4: No, you're, yeah.
7: That's what yeah, they would need point. at the Jets. That would be like you would have to trade offensive line. That's really what they would be looking for. Because I don't even have a know if we
3: could trade the Jets straight up. I think we're almost just talking about are we have just to trying to trade, trade to get
7: up a little bit more. We're not getting the first round pick. No, like we're not getting the first round. We're not getting the first. Let pick. me, no. Let me talk thing about thing, something. Everybody. Let me talk about something. number one Teddy's not going to go to the Jets either, guys. He's already been there. The Jets are not going to trade for him. Um, yeah, didn't even his jaw broken there? Yeah, well, no, no, that was Gino. That was Gino. Gino okay, Gino. That's right, Gino. Um, okay, Gino Smith. Oh, Gino um, Smith. Yeah,
5: anyway, he, he was, was on the Bengals.
7: Um, okay. but uh, nonetheless, so uh, here's the trade that I propose. Right now, there is a linebacker on the Cardinals, and it's not Isaiah Simmons. And he used to go to Temple. He was under Matt Rule, and he was Hassan a former Reyes. first round pick, Hassan Reddick. If we do not here, make him, he mem- awesome too this year. He's been great. If we do not, and they're barely even using it, like, and they're there's he's still in his fourth year, so and they have not exercised his fifth year option, um, and so right now they're going to be needing to get something for him. Like they're not going to re-sign him this year. Can almost so guarantee Whitehead. That. Yeah. So listen, that's <laughs> what so I'm saying. Like we need to we need to worry about that right now because that is our most pressing. And Hassan Reddick could very well be something that you know, he's played for rule before, and he's already bought into that mind that that type of a the process, right? Um, and so maybe they can do something to rejuvenate his career as he is having a, a, a breakout year in some sorts, but not to the point where they're about to re-sign him enough to where he's going to get a contract, but not, dude. Hey. I would. All I right. would. Hate- hey, I got to interrupt this uh, discussion, and we
3: got go to go the next call, or else we'll yeah, be all right. night. Yeah. <laughs>
10: Hi, guys. Rich in the UK. been a couple of weeks. Up, okay, up, great,
3: I'm going to be quick. Cover me.
10: Um, like the coaching, I think the team looks like it knows what it's doing, um, which is great. See what you think. Uh, God, did we get lucky picking up Russell Douglas. Um, we'd like to know what you think about him. It sounds like he was playing man in Philadelphia and now that they've put him into zone, but he's been brilliant. Um, God knows he's what it would look him. like if we hadn't picked him up. Um, it leads me on to another thing. Just thinking about it, I think pre-season I said about picking up players who were, you know, not great. Weatherly was stuck behind people, Justin Burris and a few others. Um, largely, they've not been great. Uh, John Miller, the right guard, has. Don't know what Cody thinks or anyone, but he's been doing pretty well, perhaps because he's next to Taylor Moten, but he's been good. Um, yeah. Burris has been okay, but Weatherly is I obviously, seems to be out if YGM is back. Um, here, Whitehead has been an absolute disaster, as you know. Robbie, yeah. Grey and Teddy. Um, Teddy is an NFL quarterback, but he's ranked about 25. I mean, I know he's got a lot of yards and completions, but his accuracy, that was meant to be a thing, it's all over the shop. Yeah. His, pa- his passes are not leading Dang. people. They're being caught, but I think they're being caught because DJ and Robbie, I mean, look at Robbie's diving catch. Look at, I mean, DJ nearly pulled that one in, but someone did a, a breakdown of that fourth down one and uh, DJ's looking over his left shoulder the whole way and the ball goes over his right and he basically flips around to try and grab it but the throw, throw was off six feet off um, yeah. so yeah see what you think I know I know, Cody you're not a huge fan of Teddy I mean he's game manager but he, he's not ac- not super accurate good, good completion percentage but it's because those guys are good I mean we really have yeah. got good receivers um, <laughs> so yeah see what, see what you think there so yeah the, the point really is that the guys that we picked up with a view to making them better, don't seem to have really made an impact, perhaps except for John Miller and Akung on the line as well. Obviously, at left tackle, I think he's doing okay. Um, and Chris Reeb. The line's holding up, so whoever our new offensive line coach is going well. But maybe, at the moment, that experiment of we can bring in guys who work great and make them better doesn't look that good. But guys that are good, Jeremy Chin, Russell Douglas and stuff, we, we seem to know what we're doing. So that's really encouraging. Anyway, uh love the show as ever and uh love you getting fights with people, Cody. Um and keep pounding, guys. Take care. Keep pounding, great call. Keep
4: pounding, man. Great call. Lots yeah. of cover there. Um yeah, John Miller is uh the guy playing right guard and, and again I've been I've been impressed. I mean that that's also part of the reason why I think I've been uh really hard on on Teddy Bridgewater. I don't even think I've been really hard. I honestly I think my expectations of the man have been reasonable, but the fact that, and you guys can attest to this. I have been on this show for months. I mean, even before the season started saying, I was worried about the offensive line. I thought that the are we were going to get Teddy Bridgewater killed uh, just because we didn't have time to protect him And we weren't going to be able to have that Saints offensive line that protected them last year, but our offensive line has looked great. I think that Okun has um come back and, I mean, frankly, he's been, um, I would say, better than even Trey Turner, especially what Trey Turner was the last few years. I mean, Okun has been a serviceable player. Um, Well, first of all, they
3: play different positions. Let's put it this way, is that Okun plays left tackle, which is far more, I guess, valuable. And the other thing is Trey Turner did not look fantastic at right guard for a while. And now I would say this is, do you look at the line and be like, oh, my God, the right tackle sucks? I don't know who the right tackle is. Let me be clear on that. Not sorry. Right tackle. I meant right guard because Trey Turner played right guard.
1: Right. Is that like I don't
3: look at the field and go, oh, my God, the right guard's terrible. I don't know who the right guard is at this moment. If you don't know the name, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, that's why. But Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, Yeah, but great call by Rich. I mean, again, it's like it's a Marty Herney thing where he'll make some moves that end up turning out okay, and then completely whiff on other positions. Oh, how about this? Let's do this real quick. Is Ian Thomas a bust or are they just not using tight ends? Because tight ends are almost (laughs) invisible. Maybe and both.
5: And what, we do. what about both? I think it may be a little bit of both. I think he's not that good of a tight end, and we're just not utilizing tight ends in our offense.
3: How does he uh, get worse Gor- from the Ron Rivera era to now? I don't. Think That's the one thing I don't Ron understand. He was more productive in the in his rookie year in this past year. Like it's almost like they've already said you are a butt. Like they have decided he's a bust i don't understand it like how do you get worse you play two years where you kind of show potential and then now you take i mean i I guess i can understand that you might suck like you might be chilling and uh, not be interested in getting better but we thought that ian thomas was going to step forward he hasn't no
4: he hasn't stepped forward at all and um it's oh so uh panthers subreddit um uh, was saying there was a rumor that the Panthers were interested in a trade uh for Evan Ingram the tight end from the Giants for okay. Curtis Samuel. Ooh,
5: Curtis that's interesting Samuel actually. Help their
4: team that much? So. I don't think so. I th- I think the whole thing is dumb. Like they need if- an offensive
7: line. A bottom line is what their issue is right now. Yeah, well, but the, the, the pass, thing is,
5: is Evan Ingram going to make us any better? Because we're not utilized. Are we not utilizing our tight end, or is he
3: just not? Open? I just don't know if the Giants are uh, the destination for Curtis Samuel. Well, I'm not worried Curtis about Curtis Samuel. Samuel if he leaves. I'm worried about the
5: guy we're getting in. Like, well, would Evan Ingram help he, our team out? Oh, yeah. They're we not would gonna... love Evan Ingram. Yeah, so are we going to utilize yeah.
7: him? What if we, if we don't utilize them? What difference I think so. I think 100%. I think they don't okay. trust this, this these tight ends. Like, okay. because even good, when they do get in good point. And they yeah. throw the ball to them, how many times have they dropped the ball or not yeah. gotten open? I mean, that one diving catch that they talked about, Chris Manhurts, I'm like, he's falling. Like, he he yeah. he was falling because he didn't run his route correctly. He was got mm-hmm. he got his feet tangled up. And if he had actually stayed on his feet, he might have actually gotten a first down. Okay. I mean, like, there's I, I'm, two.
4: I'm kind of thinking that part of the reason – uh, we have so many red zone woes is because we're not using the tight end. Yeah. We don't have that okay. big body receiver to go in and, you know, box out a DB and just get the ball. Like we're not, we don't have that on our team. It's not Robbie Anderson. It's not DJ Moore. It's not Curtis Samuel. Like right. we're, we don't have many big strong guys.
3: We're not going to talk about it. Cause I'm going to play the next call, but like rapid fire, Who's the team that could best benefit from Curtis Samuel right now in the NFL? I'll the start. Patriots. The Packers.
4: Yeah, that's a good Patriots. Oh, yeah.
3: good one. Yeah.
4: Patriots. Patriots, Packers. Yeah. Anybody uh, else? For Curtis Samuel? Maybe maybe the yeah.
7: b- maybe the Bengals. The Miami Dolphins.
4: Maybe the Ravens. Ooh, They're that's receiving cool. I like the Miami the, Dolphins. Oh yeah, now that uh, they got two of us uh, Tua's the starter now.
5: Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. I mean, Burrow could use a speech Interesting. like that I too. don't
3: think anybody else... Like, you can't trade in the division, right? The East sucks. There's no reason for him to go anywhere in the East. The, Bills have Beasley. Yeah, Bills have Beasley. Philly. He could go to Philly. Okay. You know, I, all I right, Philly's... See there. You go, all right, all right, so. all right. We'll give you that. Philly. So, it could be Philly. It could be... What did I say again? The, the Patriots, yeah, really really really. the, the Patriots need some bigger than Carson. Yeah, no, friend, you're now. right.
5: They do. They needed a big
3: number one. They need they need a number but, one they more
4: but, than like, It's Samuel's not going to be bad.
3: enough to get them to where they need to be. That's not right. I'm saying It's not even
4: someone. It's not even someone big. They just need someone to create a separation. I just Thank God, to Demir Burr, team Burr team brother, God. the separating of the separators. Oh, my God, you and Demir All right, Burr, can we dude.
3: please go to the next call? How'd you tell me?
2: Carolina podcast, how y'all doing? It's G Kavassi
1: What up, hey, I'm
2: still trying to get over that Chicago Bears loss, man. And I'm going to say this right now, any Bears fans out there that actually listen to this podcast, y'all ain't shit, man. The defense is pretty good, but we drove that ball up and down the damn field. Okay, Mm -hmm. we beat ourselves in that damn game. My God, we did. I mean, that that, that interception in the first quarter, that really hurt us. It really did. It really, really, really did. And I'm not going to sit here and blame DJ Moore for a reason why we lost. I mean, he had – a couple of drops and everything. But One thing that I noticed on that fourth and two, that Teddy Bridgewater threw that ball, yeah, that ball was thrown kind of fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you're a professional, DJ. And please stop trying to catch the ball with one hand. I know Robbie Anderson did it in that one game, you know (laughs) what I'm saying, which was nice and everything like that. But you're not built for that. You're not Odell Beckham Jr., you're D.J. Moore. Please use two hands to catch the damn ball, man. For real. And our defense, you know, kept us in there. Kept us in the game, even though I, I felt like we didn't really have a good pass rush, all that good. You know, Jeremy Chen got the interception and everything like that, but it's not the end of the world. You know, we're what, three and three? There's ten more games left, so Panther fans, just relax. I think We will bounce back. It just was a bad game. Let's not. uh, Let's please not beat ourselves, and let's dominate the way Panthers football is all about. Okay, always remember, y'all. Keep pounding.
3: Great call, G. Uh, Just to highlight some things in the chat room. rock, rock, Rock rhyme. This is a good one. Curtis Samuel to Chicago, I think, is interesting. Well, for a draft pick. That's what we would get it. is we want draft picks from any of this. And uh, that's what I would want out of all of it is I don't want a player. Yeah. I want draft picks that then exchange yeah. to move to where I want to move. But right now, we the just Chicago, start with Dinger. to ask, you know? Yeah. So hey, right, here, control, actually, here's more. something yeah. else to go continue with that in the chat room. There's also a mention from uh, John Alaire, and I saw someone else say it too. And Joku from the Browns wants out. Yeah, but the only thing know, is, I, I don't think we need them. to. I don't think we need to be acquiring players and assets right now. I think sad. we need to be. Like sad, I, sad. I, don't think he's it's don't, he's going to be going He's only in his second way. year, though. He's in
5: his second year, and I think he was a second round pick, wasn't nah, he? Nah, he? he's got so, to be in his third year, dude.
3: Mm, I believe oh, he's maybe. Third,
5: yeah. he, he may be. I think he was drafted the same year as as uh, uh who's their quarterback uh, Baker, wasn't he?
3: So you just don't want to I be getting towards the years, end of so, these yeah. guys' contracts because you don't want to pay them; they're going to walk. You know what I'm saying? So, anyways, I'm about uh, trading away rather than trading for. I don't okay. think we're there just yet, but uh, the number is two five two. Yes, if exactly. Players, that's the, that's what I mean by trading yeah. away, right? Isn't? What do you trade away? You trade away to get assets. Think about this. Tell us, Cody, You know, Cody, the draft and the draft order. What does Miami yeah. have from Houston?
4: Well, they have their first and second round pick.
3: So for, yes, and Houston sucks, by the way. So it's okay, gonna so, be like a badass, awesome pick. So it's, me, it's gonna be like if, awesome if, as fuck. The 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 Dolphins all of a sudden they're gonna be a juggernaut in a year. If Atlanta offers us, but don't tell me that's a, tank a first in that and studio. a third.
5: Atlanta offers Julio for a first and a third. Do we acquire that? No.
3: I well, you don't just want players. The, 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 the,
5: the Hopkins No, pick, the I Lakers. want to get rid of people. You don't want to get rid of I want of picks. picks. You just strictly want picks. Okay, I get that. Yeah,
4: now. I want picks. Now, someone did post this to me on Twitter saying, like, what if Houston gets the number one pick, but it belongs to Miami? Well, then. Ooh. If-
3: Ooh. <laughs> and oh, neither gosh. of those need quarterbacks.
4: Right. Neither so then, of them need So then that that goes to that previous caller, where David Tepper might just say, "Like, look, you've got your quarterback, and mm. if the if, if if Tua finishes strong this season, and, and you can get a whole bunch of picks to build around Tua, like I would do that in a heartbeat." The problem with that, Deshaun Watson is special to the point where that team might be bad but he's been playing some of his best football, honestly. Mm-hmm. This yeah. year, now that there's no DeAndre, and he's having to spread the ball around more, they're not gonna have the worst record in the NFL. Dude, the right. Jets well, are a next not. level right. of suck.
3: They are.
6: They're the worst. Uh, next call. What's going on, C3 Nations? and Support Jake Anderson calling y'all,
4: man. Up, I wish
6: I could've called y'all set. I mean, Sunday after that game, but I got y'all, got y'all now. So um, man, I, that game, I'm really, I'm happy that, you know, yes, I am a Panther fan. I'm happy that the Panthers took that L. So a lot of Carolina Panther fans can humble themselves. Cause I think, you know, that three game winning streak, all the Panther fans are talking about division, we can win the division, and you know, they went all on their high horse and I understand, hey, when you win it it feels good to win. And I you know, I like that the fact that they did win. But you still have to stay humble. If this is a rebuilding season, then act like it's a rebuilding season. I mean, expect you know, expect some bad games. It's gonna happen. You know, don't just you don't just say we're gonna win a division now and then when they lose, or oh, it's a rebuilding. No, keep the same energy when they win and when they lose. It's a rebuilding season. It's a rebuilding season. So I think hopefully the fan base, you know, you can still be excited and still be excited for a um, rebuilding season. I mean, it's just the same thing back in 2011. I mean, we know we had a great offense, you know, in a the, in the crappy defense. But we know that season was a rebuilding season, you know, and we did good at the end of the season and we move on to, to later years and stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of Pennsylvanians should be humble. Now, at the same time, you know, I'm not a Teddy hater. I know a lot of people, when you be critical of Teddy Bridgewater, they think you're a Teddy hater and you're a Cam lover. But, I like both guys, even though I'm a super Cam fan. But, at the same time i i have been critical of cam a lot just like i'm going to be critical of teddy now people need to, people need to stop babying teddy cuz teddy teddy has been in the league since 2014 he's made the playoffs one time he's been he's been in, he's been in the league since 2014 so people need to stop acting like he's a rookie quarterback or a second year quarterback He's been in the league that many times, so people should have people can't be critical of Teddy. People should be critical of Teddy. So you know yeah. he just need to do better. He need to be more accountable of his um of his you know.
3: I'm gonna keep powering through those passes. You know uh, he'd
6: you know, he be. Yeah, this is Jay Anderson again hitting you up, but to continue on the um on the Teddy thing um. You know, Teddy, I believe Teddy overthrew um, D.J. Moore. Now, D.J. Moore, if you want to be your number one, you know, a number one receiver and want that number one receiver pay, you got to make that catch. But we understand that if a certain quarterback, you know, a certain former quarterback would have made that same throw, people would have said he overthrew. So you got to keep that I same energy too. Because a bunch of times that can't threw through the ball, you know, a lot of times quarterbacks stu- throw a ball so a wide receiver can catch in and you know, away from the D B. You know, it be you know, as a wide receiver you gotta make those tough catches. DJ Moore wasn't able to th- um, make those make them touch ca- tough catches. But Teddy has been, you know, overthrowing the football and th- um throwing behind the receivers too. So yes. people need to start being critical of Teddy. You know, people can be uh, critical of Teddy as well as praising him. So the the super the super the they're basically the Cam haters that love Teddy. That that love Teddy so much and and get on anybody for criticizing Teddy. But you can criticize Teddy and, and still and still like him as a quarterback. I'll right. holla at y'all. Holler at you, man.
4: Thanks, Jay. Um I mean, I agree with almost everything he said. Um, uh, I like the part that he said about the rebuild, too. It's like in 2011 when you're rebuilding. Hey, man, sometimes you got to suffer through a rebuild. I think the problem with that comparison is in 2011, we had the quarterback to build around, Mm -hmm. whereas now the argument that we're making is we don't have the argument to build around. And until you have that quarterback, you're not really building around much of anything. So, uh, but I do agree with what you said at the end, though, man. We got to be fair in our criticisms um, about when someone does make plays. And it, it gets very overshadowed. But I try and say that Te- Teddy Bridgewater, uh, I mean, he has looked good. He's looked like we've expected him. I try to, to tell like. you,
3: I went back and watched the game today. And while he did throw it, like he had a, a couple of bad plays. There were plenty of other plays left on the field where the game could have been won, right? Had those been been made, and they could have extended drives, there could have been... And certainly was he at his best in every one of those plays. I'm not going to say yes or no. But there was, I almost kind of think that the coach speak is right here. It was a global failure. Like when Teddy threw a good ball... DJ didn't catch it when DJ, you know what I'm saying? It was like never, everything wasn't going right all at the same time. On yeah, offense, do you know, on do offense
5: know only. Do you know what's the most frustrating to me about watching a game with the Panthers right now is we talk throughout the game a lot of times, the four of us. And there's a lot of times where I want to like, I'm just about to text, man, Teddy's looking really good right now. Then he messes up and he goes on a bad streak. And then I want to text. Wow. Teddy really screwed up there. Then he does something really well. And like I I don't know what to send because every time I send something, he does the opposite of that. It, it It's so frustrating. Like I said, consistently average. Really bad and really good. Really bad and really good. Really bad and yeah, really it's good. Almost, yeah, it's average.
3: almost consistently inconsistent. And we'll see if it becomes consistent. I think Jay Anderson wants a third try.
6: What's going on? This is Jay Anderson again. Hey. I know I hit y'all for the third time. Whatever. Well, am Got to yeah. say one, you know, one more thing. The, to hear Whitehead, I know a lot of Panther fans were talking about why to, to hear Whitehead. To hear why he's on the team? Why is he starting? Everybody should know he's a Matt Rule guy. He went to Temple. Matt Rule got his players in, he so he's not pay. going. To Matt Rule
3: gets you. I don't believe.
6: I don't believe he's going. I don't believe he's going to bitch to hear Whitehead just because he that's Matt Rule's guy. They did. So that We to better be for. careful about picking this Temple players and this Baylor players. You know, you don't want to be like Steve Spurrier, like what he did, pick all this Florida players and they ain't panned out well in the NFL. So you better be careful, huh? I mean, one thing we can't say about Ron Rivera, he had a bunch of cow players running, running through um,
3: That's running right. through um, yeah.
6: Carolina like that. So Matt Rule better be a mindful about spread
3: back, a the players that you pick to the people that got him like that.
6: Mark here, Pat Coltrane to say that he needs to go. He is just – I mean, we had a history of Mike linebackers, Mike, Mike linebackers and he just – Don't worry. Yeah, he trash. will go, guys.
3: Don't All right, worry. T- It's an example. You said it, Cody, before we got on the show. I didn't want to say the word tank, but think about it. Is that he's just here for this year? I think we've actually figured it out. Is a lot of maybe some of these Temple Baylor signs of him getting a little cash to the guys that got him here? It's not, it might not be much. It might not be a giant signing, but how about this? Is that if you could make me give me a $500,000, $800,000 check for a year, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm not blaming the players for taking it. Like, that's what i'm saying enemy. is like yeah, this year is players. actually a secret it's a, it's a genius
7: tank Cody. there's I'm no saying. you guys you know there's no way that this is a tanking season there's there's literally dude they're paying to no hear whitehead
3: man i don't think it's a tanking season
7: i just <laughs> think me, it's the exact me,
3: same thing we had last year. what do you year. think you tell do me, with to whitehead does it even matter because he's gonna be gone after this year
7: is, is he, I, he signed a one year contract, right? It
3: doesn't matter. Like, what are you gonna do when people say get rid of him? What do you actually do if you don't want to be good? It's probably best to keep him. I heard some people talking about the Jets, and this is an interesting thing: is like, why haven't they fired Adam Gates? And I heard uh, who's the best guy? Who's the guy that um, gosh used to be on Sports Center now does his own shit? He's like the best radio bro, like. No, in the morning, Dan, Dan, Patrick, uh, Dan, Dan Patrick. Patrick. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Dan Patrick. And he's like, "Why the hell would you fire Gase? He's doing exactly what you want him to." do.
4: Yeah, one hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like,
3: do not yeah, fire Dan Gase Patrick. because what if somebody else comes in there and can't do it as good as he's doing?
4: And by the way, it's like if we want to do our best to lose every game, Terrell Whitehead is a step in the right direction, man. Keep him there, so, yeah, exactly, he's there, dude. That's what. So, hey, man, I mean, it's like, look, I don't think that we're tanking. I, I, I just looked at our record again. I could easily see us going 7-9, and nine, which, by the way, which I've don't always said. Don't say it. I got to pay Greg 10 scenario. bucks. I need oh, us to go five. It. You're paying nah, Greg. Two, you think we're going to win Greg. more than two games? Listen, we're just going to be paying Greg. He's made a bunch of – well, I don't know. We do, we do need to revisit some of them. I know. We got to check I know. The, gotta
5: the tape. One. I know, I know I'm beating you Robbie it. Anderson. I know I'm beating. I beat him in the New England one. I know I beat... Uh... Here. I'm gonna be. I'm probably. You, I'm, i like I said. I, I'm pretty sure. Me. I, bet, I bet, new, yeah, pretty no sure bet. New England. Yeah, I'm pretty wins. sure you bet New first game.
3: One. My bet was the how many? Sure, you
5: bet has no one has
4: been writing this down? We need to write I down what the bet. He best? has written, and he's written like down.
5: It. But, it, but it was. It was. It. The, what I wrote down was kind of different. I don't. It was hard to read or hard to understand. Yeah, we. It was New England to win first game was what I wrote down. And I'm pretty sure that's what I bet was doing a little win first game, and you bet they wouldn't. But I, I'm i going to go back and check that one. Either way, I'm telling I know, you, I know Robbie no Anderson's going to have more touchdowns than Curtis Samuel. I need the tape. And I know that J.D. going to have more have sacks said than Curtis touchdowns. Come on.
7: I Because who was their first game, guys?
5: It This was before the Cam Newton signing. That's we what I'm saying. Like, if, yeah. if it, it was before the you camp, said they were going to lose, it was before why the. Why would
3: I signed? care about New England before the? Because campaign. we were we were having
5: a debate about Tom Brady coming to the Bucks and what it was going to mean and what whether New England was going to be wor- worse off than to our, our I don't think. We were I, I,
3: I need to see the tape on this bet. All right, pull it up. let's go to the next one. <laughs> hey guys, it's Nick from Up in Mass again,
8: and uh, I was just on Panthers Insider on Instagram, and they had some. Interesting stats that they put up about the Saints, okay? So going before the bye week, the Saints allowed 85% of all red zone drives. Uh, Touchdowns were allowed on each goal-to-go drive. Uh, They allowed 76.1% completion inside the 10-yard line, while the league average is supposedly 56.6%. Each of the 10 completed throws inside the 10 yard line have gone for touchdowns. Opposing quarterbacks are nine for 12 and, and six touchdowns on third and fourth against the Saints in the red zone. 55% of all third down conversion rates are allowed in the red. They allowed 55% of third, third down, third downs to be completed in the red zone. And 100% of their fourth downs were allowed in the red zone. So, I'm curious as to what you guys think about that. I know that's a lot of stats. um, But, yeah, no, I just saw it and thought it was interesting. Keep pounding, guys, right?
3: I think Uh, this is that I wasn't um, not worried about the Saints. As in, like, I hadn't feared them as I watched their games so far throughout the season, right? So, you watch week one, two, three. Like man, these Saints are like maybe they're maybe they are impos I won't say imposters, but maybe they are weak in some certain areas. The secondary is not played up to what you thought it was gonna be. They are good against the run. Their defensive front is solid. Um, but then the offense again, you continue to look at Drew Brees and you go, Man, the noodle armies are like underneath, underneath, underneath. But look about this is Marcus Davenport returns to this team this week from injury on top of that the secondary has talent upon it like they have talent and the offense does what they got to do and they got Alvin Kamara so they got an explosive guy but they got a guy like Drew Brees can't throw the deep ball all day long but he can get it done he's like a hall of fame version of Teddy Bridgewater I think this is really the Saints coming off a bye week. This is a tough matchup for us. And I think the bye week, the division implications, those are the real fears that I have right now, even more than the team themselves.
4: Yeah, I mean, this could get tough, man. This is an important two games in the division. I mean, this is important, man. This is have to have type of stuff. I mean, listen, uh, I've been, you know, in the middle, I've been saying, "Look, I want to see what this Panthers team is going to do." But man, if we lose any combination of these next three, it's going to be a hard road going forward to have any real chance. But uh, if you win this week, you
3: gotta—you're gonna have to be throwing yeah. your D out at that point. That's a big deal, right? That's so a huge is that, deal. I don't think that we're really poised to win this game. I don't think the. I just don't think things are in our favor. You know what I'm saying? Roster to scheduling to all these. And this mysterious COVID that's not on the website. What is that doing to our schedule? What is that doing to the roster? What is I, I saw that they were trying to bring in kickers and punters and stuff like that. I don't know what they mean by any of that. The Saints are... Basically, ten days rested or eight days rested. That's a big. That's a big advantage for them in the COVID world. I would say,
4: yeah, definitely. So
3: is. I mean, it, even as a, like, so I I hope the Panthers do well. I expect them to to play and perform. They have been to this point. If they don't, I'm not gonna be like ugh, worst thing ever. If they do win, all of a sudden, man, you got to really start talking about what's the potential of the team, though, because you're, like, in the running. The number's 252-228-5098. We're almost done with tonight's show. A couple more calls.
11: C3, what up, what up? It's your boy. It's your homie, Blake B. Purf, purf, what's purf, up, Blake? Purf, purf. What's up, Blake? Hey, chat room, smash that like button. My man. Yeah, you heard all the right, man. Tony, man. Dead gummit what are we going to do? We got Teddy Two Gloves in the game, dinking and dunking five yard and seven and three quarter yard passes. I mean, how long? How long are we going to sit here and watch Teddy Turnovers give away the football? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I am tired, sick, and tired of this Bridgewater Band Aid. I mean, Cody. This call I, call was so I feel good. like we got a Bridgewater blister and I don't know what to put on it to fix it. CK, sounds to me like Teddy BD. needs a Viagra or something, so he's not so floppy all over the field. I mean, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> By the way, I got a surprise for y'all next week. Greg, meow, meow, meow. Keep pounding.
4: <laughs>
3: wow. Nice. Wow, wow, wow. That's a one that's a that is a call that's already entered C three Panther <laughs> Legend. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the greatest calls wow. immediately. How is that, man? My man, I like we have high hopes for you. And don't disappoint because if your next call does not equal that, good Lord, you got a big you got big shoes to fill and you made your own shoes.
4: Blake is the homie. Blake is spitting truth. True yeah. facts to everyone. We're tired over this of this bridge over troubled water. We're done with it, man. We're it's done so with good. it. It's, what a good it's, call, man. It's, it's 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 you know, it's taxing, it's frustrating. But I'll be damn it, man. Every Sunday, I feel like I, I at least start over and give him a fresh chance to prove me wrong. Like every game show, I want to be like man, tell you shut me up today, dude. You threw for 400 yards. He was mm-hmm. dropping them in the end zone. Like, I want that to happen. I'm just not Well, gonna let's go, go to the with. next
3: call yeah. and see if it does okay. happen.
12: What up, C3? It's your boy, Mike. A to a the K to A. A
1: supreme alitas. Supreme, alitas. supreme.
12: <laughs> hope you guys are doing all right on this, uh, this fine lineup. Tuesday like evening. Uh, Appreciate you, bro. I'm at work moving uh, 53-foot trailers around the southeast. So, uh, <laughs> can't complain much. Um, uh, I am not looking forward to the Saints game, as always. Um, I got to say, out of all our rivals, uh, I just dis- Buys the saints the most
3: mm. um, Falcons is my team it's in their house uh,
12: hopefully we can finally pull one off because I know they've had our number these uh, past this past year or two but uh I had a uh, I had one question in particular for Cody and everybody no, can- no. Feel free to chime in on this too, but I wanted to uh, push to the draft, the blah, the draft expert of our community. I got you. Man. So we're about you know a third of the way into the season. Yeah. Um. A lot can change, but it's looking like we're gonna have a middle of the pack pick, uh, like uh,
1: yeah,
12: like we feared the most. Yeah. Um, so let's say we get that middle of the pack pick that, you know, uh, Greg said we would get, you know, 10 to 14, 10, 15, whatever. Um, like where, where from this early in the season, do you see our needs being placed? Um, do we go out there and try to draft? an old lineman like we haven't done for the past however many years? Um, Do we try to see if one of the up-and-coming corners falls to us? Um, Me, personally, I would love a game-breaking tight end because we have uh, no. game-breaking tight ends no. that break the game the wrong way for us. No tight ends um, in the first is round. Is there a game-breaking tight end that you would take in the first round? Never. Or, I'm never taking a tight end in the first round. We all ever. want a quarterback, but... Ever.
3: Never taking a tight end. I don't know, know if we'll round. get one, but yeah.
4: Oh, that's my
3: question
12: for y'all. Keep pounding. Panther Pride till I die. I'm back on the roll, baby.
4: Woo! All right, Supreme Leader, that's my man right there.
7: Tight end question. Who are the top three tight ends in the league right now?
4: Kelsey, uh, Kittle, and um, Ertz? Have...
7: Nah, Earth. Nah, Ertz, not um, anymore. You don't think so? Is nah. it just because he doesn't have a quarterback to throw it to him? Because I nah, mean, I think nah, can he all...
3: does, man. Nah, like uh, Dallas Goethe was. I over would, yeah, I
4: would say either Ertz, maybe. Uh, no,
3: not even close. Uh,
4: uh, what's his name? No, no, no. The different the Ravens. Um, yes, the... that's the
3: dude. That's the dude. The Andrews guy. Yeah, or, yeah, you, Andrews. Guys are, you guys my
7: are you guys are overlooking. You guys are overlooking the Raiders.
3: Oh, oh, um, oh yes, Raiders? that's actually number three.
7: He's number three. Darren Waller. He might even yeah, be Darren number
3: Waller. two. To be honest. Yeah.
7: So let's Waller. let's look at those three guys. Let's say Kelsey Kittle and Waller. Where were they drafted? Out of curiosity. Not in the first round. How many times has a tight end been a game-breaking tight end and not been a first-round pick? Guys, keep Finally,
3: you're talking my language, bro. You don't draft him in the first.
7: And O.J. Then, Howard. Oh, he, so, and, and he's been middle of the pack. Greg Olson. I
4: mean, listen. I I hear it. I, I hear it. Nah, no, David but, like, We can go down the list of them. A, Do
3: not draft. If we draft a tight Greg end. Olson.
4: You're not, no, judging. Even you're not drafting a player b- based on what other people couldn't do. You're, based, you're draft based that's on That's like teams. drafting.
3: No, no, that's a lie, you're
4: and that's a lie, that's TV. a lie, because
3: you it's said this. Lie. Yes, it is a lie, and this is why it is a lie, is because you have told me over and over that running backs aren't really worth what they're like their songs. No,
4: no, 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 no. I, hold on yes, now you, you have I've said, now you've misquoted me I've said that when it comes to paying them When it comes to drafting them I don't even care drafting them in the first round They're still on a cheap deal My thing is this If there is a game breaker Now, okay, to answer his question specifically There are no tight uh, ends
3: I Name the tight end unless I don't want you to do it Because we gotta keep going I want this show to end let me. I just haven't answer. seen my wife in five days. Then let me answer She's it. Let me answer. There, me.
4: let me answer this man's question. Then, one, I'm gonna give you all a sneak peek. Brand, tomorrow, brand new on drafttech.com. I did take a tight in in the first round because we are picking Shh, a the team. worst. You were fired because as our right GM. Now, I right will now, be pissed. We don't have that position, and it's hurting. I don't offense. care if we don't have Not, it. They don't. The way, the player that I took, his name is Kyle Pitts out of Florida. He's having a crazy season. Uh, this dude has the most one-on, uh, one-on like one on uh touchdowns against one-on-one competition in all of football. The, the dude's a beast. And by the way, he's quite literally what we need right now outside of a linebacker. If we're in the range for a linebacker, Michael Parsons, if we're not talking quarterback. Michael Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. I don't State, even want a linebacker in the, the first, time, huh, man? Tell you, then you're only talking about drafting like two. Positions I want a left tackle. Round. That's what I want. How
3: about that? Can we get a left tackle? Oh, my um, bad. We don't how need many that
4: how many? How many past uh, first round tackles have also not panned out? Uh-oh, we can find a million God. of them. No, we can we find can't. a million stats to back up. Whatever yeah, we try, can find guys, a million
3: yeah. conversations when you told me this left tackle was going to change the game. So, next call. To, <laughs> come on. We got what this was that wrong? Yo, if if I was, was to I
13: start watching, and five minutes in, not even five minutes in. Oh, no, excuse me, nine minutes in. Not counting the intro, but you already being a. Oh, uh, man, apologizing for Teddy's sorry ass Knock the shit off, man. Come on, let's be real. Come with it. Come on. What's he talking let's, about, man? playing this game. Oh, yeah, by the way, you Because <laughs> I didn't apologize
3: for him. Come yeah. on. You're making excuses for this, man. This is why Who's I drank it? your beer, Josh, okay? which I had on my counter for don't, a month, and then I was like, get ran out of beer. I still drank it. Like, no, I'll like, buy you another one mail it to you. You know. There's there's no excuses. The
13: man's got talent. He's got a, a O line that's giving him plenty of time. Dude just held the ball too long and stared mugs down. He's doing dumb shit. Like looking the safety off, man, that's just a that's just a phrase he's heard other real quarterbacks talk about. He ain't even <laughs> He didn't even That's know like how to do that. So you, mean, you, you, you can play games with your
3: eyes. And, <laughs> Too far. And, and guys on the other team, so you know, mean. in an opposite direction. I mean, you can, you can, you can do that. It's like saying his, little, his like Great. his dick can't get he hard. Not like, cerebral. no. So, what did you say, soft He's dude.
13: the average dude. That's all he's ever going to be. That's why I don't like him. It's not what I want for Carolina. That's not what I want for this team. I'm going to talk about growing the culture and growing the following and all this. Man, like that ain't how you do it. I'm sorry. It just ain't.
5: There's less and less crow it's for me to It's not there.
13: No,
5: they're going to have to eat, well, no, know, have like to eat it, for you. Got, like, man, to eat it for you. They have to eat
13: it for you. They ain't going to do it. <clears throat> we need another dominant middle linebacker, whether it's physically dominant or mentally dominant. We need that again. Agreed. All right? I mean, we ain't going to ever really get another Luke. That's just the way she is, but you need that piece. You need that cornerstone. And we need that on the offensive side, too. And don't tell me that answer is here. It's on this team. It's on this roster. It's in that locker room. Because it ain't. And making them kind of claims is just its fraudulent. Come on. It's fraudulent. you love know, oh, this call. Right? <laughs> what? Whatever. The man's going to, like I said, we're going to bumble our way to a middling draft pick that ain't going to
3: Oh B- no! I don't love this. B- I hate this call. Next, call. Hey, I love this Texans call. He is soft soft my man. Uh, nah,
9: I want to call back on my you know, recent sadness. call about trading up. I'm looking at the standings right now, and we have Houston Texans at one and five, Jaguars at one and five, Bengals one four and one. Yeah. Then we got the Chargers at one and four. Oh, and then we have charge? the Giants, who only won one, one game, and Washington. Great, And the Chargers just drafted a quarterback. Bengals just drafted a quarterback. You know, Jaguars—they got you know Minshew. I don't know if they're they're if they if they get a
7: top round pick, they're getting. And then the
9: Giants just drafted Danny Dimes. I don't know if they're going to stick with him, but one of those teams Uh, probably be willing to trade down, and we could probably get Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence if we're willing to trade up. You know, that's my that's
3: my comment. We need a left tackle. Screw the quarterback. We need a left tackle. Russell Okung is going to be gone after this season. That's what we need. We need a left tackle. It's time to start investing. You got to keep in mind, Greg Little and had a good offensive game when he line. was out. That's fine. Hey, I don't care if he had a good game or not. Is We have not invested first-round talent in this offensive line in a bazillion years. Hey y'all, Cody Sorry. wanted me to like, let y'all know he didn't. It... He, Cody didn't bail out on us. He lost power. So, oh, oh, fine. Be oh, back when he gets power I'm going to have to bail so. out. So we yeah. have to bail out. All right, give us your ice up pick because I have to bail out as well. Come okay. on, CK, what you got?
7: Um, you know I. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> so I, I, I'm I'm hesitate because I I, I want to make it abundantly clear this is not about politics in particular, but just. The reality that people—I've just been dealing with a lot of it on personal levels and everything. Uh, right now, we are in a in a position as a country where we need to not just be so divisive. And everything that people do is divisive. And I say one thing, and somebody doesn't agree with it, and all of a sudden, I'm a horrible person with no morals. Whereas, uh, you know, they say something I disagree with, all of a sudden. I believe they're just this ir- irrational, ignorant person, right? Um, whereas I think that the way the world works, we need to approach each other uh, with, uh, with a sense of, I, I, right now, there's no anybody, nobody in particular, it's just anybody who wants to just argue to try to change somebody's position, to change somebody's mind without the willingness to hear what other people are saying, to even be open to their own mind being changed. That's where wars start. You know, that's where wars start. So if you're one of these people who just continue to argue one position because you refuse to hear the other position that's on the board, um, then, you know, I think you need ice up. So ice up. Anybody like that. <sighs> A
3: great. All right. Thanks, uh, CK. You can find him, Codizzle Allen, on all platforms. He's about to go. Tell us what you're about to go do and then go do it.
7: I'm about to go stream the new update to Warzone. By the way, absolutely incredible if you haven't done it. Um, or if you want to check it out tonight, I'm going to be streaming right when I get off of here. Um, and uh, it's they've got they've added zombies to Warzone um, and they've added a night mode to Warzone, where right now the character I'm going to be playing as is the character from Saul, Billy. So that little doll, um, that's going to be the guy that I'm playing as in Warzone. And then you could be Leatherface. There's they've they've definitely up they they've outdid themselves with this update. One of my favorite updates to date. So come check it out tonight if you guys are looking for something to do. Are all right, go go go! Have yeah. fun. Yep. What'd you say, uh, Greg?
5: Are you doing multiplayer tonight?
7: No, I'm playing Warzone. Okay.
5: So yeah, okay, I got you. I'll say, uh, i say I'm off. <laughs> so if you, oh want yeah, to yeah. For, yeah, no, I got a, I got a squad yeah.
7: tonight, but yeah, let's uh, let's plan to have a C three night.
5: Yeah, definitely. All right, all right, boys. Hey, Amen. Greg, you know. got anything for us? Yeah, uh, something simple, man. I don't really know the. Particular group of people I would ice up for this, but people who do this action, I guess I would say, uh, we've been having problems with mail-in ballots lately with the mail, which doesn't surprise me because I I could have told you a long time ago, as soon as the joy came in as the Postmaster General, that was the reason he came in was for us to have problems. Um, So, you know, I don't want to get into the politics of it, but that was the reason why he came in. Uh, There are people, though, that are taking their mail-in ballots and sanitizing them. And when I say sanitizing them, I mean spraying them down or wiping them down with paper. And wiping them down with what? With, with sanitizer. So not oh, okay. wiping, wiping the paper down with sanitizer. Sorry, I said wiping oh, okay. down with paper. Um, I don't know what they teach in school now, but I would assume that most people know when you get paper wet, especially with ink on it, it doesn't usually equal a good, <laughs> you know, result. Okay. So when you sanitize your ballot. Before or after you've written on your ballot, it's going to run and you're going to mail your ballot in and it's not going to count because you can't read it. So if you're sanitizing your ballots for mail in ballots, stop doing it. (laughs) I promise you, I I deal with mail every single day. Yes, there is a threat of COVID out there, but I promise you, you run a, a bigger risk of your vote not counting than you do getting COVID from not sanitizing your ballot, your mail-in ballot. So stop ma- sanitizing your mail-in ballots, ice up.
3: All right. My ice up pick goes to the Carolina Panthers for not going for it on fourth down. And I forget what quarter it was or whatever, but then we did, we didn't go for it and we missed the field goal. Other than that, uh, Trying to get, I'm trying to get out of here. So, uh, the number's 252 228 Follow at cat underscore chronicles on Twitter. Uh, oh, we should ice up, uh, Cody's power. And, yes. uh, Greg, how can they find the man of many podcasts?
5: Man, just check me out at the bat that 52. Uh, you can find everything I do there. Uh, lots of stuff going on seven days a week. You can hear me on something usually. So, uh, the bat that 52 on
3: Twitter. So, all right, man. Until oh, uh, this week we got uh scouting the Saints with uh, shoot, what am I saying? I like I forgot his name, or Ulrich, but uh scouting the Saints on Wednesday, as well as picking with the professor, went four and one this week, making some things up. So don't forget to check out the smaller content that we're gonna keep punt pumping out there. Uh, we'll be here after the Saints game, Uh, post-game show. Greg won't be. He'll be gambling money away in Cherokee York. Nation. Good for you. Congratulations. And Thanks, uh, why couldn't you have rescheduled your own anniversary around a bye week? I don't I know. know. Right? You could have just pushed it back a week. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, we right. Let's go. Let's go. Until then, keep pounding. Keep pounding.